0: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Charts with Dan. This week we are looking at the top 10 for this past weekend and we'll also be preparing for the release of Dune Part 2 which comes up this upcoming weekend. And let's jump right into those top 10 box office movies from the past weekend. At number one for a second week in a row is Bob Marley, One Love, which dropped 53% in weekend number two for a $13.4 million total. Its domestic total is now right around $71.1 million. And if we're looking at the world of music biopics or musician biopics, these are the highest grossing music biopics of all time domestically. Bohemian Rhapsody is at number one with $216.3 million dollars. Straight out of Compton is in second place at 161.1 million. Then we had Elvis at 151.4 million, Walk the Line at 119.5 million, and Rocketman Man at 96.3 million. Of course, the picture changes when we adjust for inflation and look at the highest-grossing musician biopics of all time, where Funny Girl easily rules the roost at 462.8 million dollars. That was a huge movie back in the 1960s. Won Barbara Streisand an Academy Award for Best Actress. Bohemian Rhapsody's in second place, a distant second, by about $200 million at $265.6 million. Then Coal Miner's Daughter, which won Sissy Spacek an Academy Award for Best Actress at just over $250 million. Funny Lady, the sequel to Funny Girl, they both were biopics of the musician and singer Fanny Bryce, comes in fourth place at $229.6 million. And then Straight Outta Compton rounds out the top five at 209. million. Going back to this weekend's top 10, in second place we had Demon Slayer to the Hashira Training, which was the final episode of Season 3 and then the debut of the first episode of Season 4. That $11.5 million debut is about $1 million more than last year's Swordsmith Village event, and it's likely that premium screens helped this Demon Slayer event come in a little bit higher than the last one. The Swordsmith Village preview didn't have as many premium screens as we saw with this Hashira Training event. In third place is the film Ordinary Angels, which is aimed at the faith-based crowd at $6.1 million from director John Gunn, co-written by Kelly Freeman Craig and Meg Tilly. In fourth place is Madam Web, which dropped 61.4% in its second weekend, with a total right around $5.9 million, a domestic total at about $35.3 million, and when we look at Madam Web, compared with the other non-Spider-Man Spider-Verse films from Sony, this is box office grosses through 12 days because Madam Web did have that Wednesday opening. You can see that Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage both were right around $150 million after 12 days of release. Morbius was at about... 58.8 million, and Madam Webb is over 20 million dollars behind the pace that was set by Morbius at 35.3 million. So, really, no redemption or upside to Madam Webb's performance thus far. In fifth place, a 10th weekend in the top 10 is Migration, which dropped 24.9% from last weekend, a $2.86 million total, and a domestic total of over $120 million. I'm still calculating the legs on this movie. It's done incredibly well. In sixth place was Argyle in its fourth week. It dropped 44% for a $2.7 million weekend. Its domestic total now over $40 million. Timothy Chalamet is hitting theaters in a new movie this upcoming weekend, but his old movie is still in the top 10, Wonka. In its 11th week of release, dropped just 30.1% from last weekend and a total right around $2.4 million. Its domestic total is now at $214.4 million. Drive Away Dolls comes in eighth place. Didn't have a huge opening at $2.4 million. This movie was directed by Ethan Cohen. He co wrote it with his wife, Trisha Cook, who's also edited a few of the Cohen Brothers films, including The Big Lebowski. This is Ethan Cohen's first narrative film without his brother Joel. Joel's only solo film was 2021's The Tragedy of Macbeth. The Beekeeper comes in ninth place with a 39.3% drop from last weekend and a total just under $2 million. Its domestic total is now at $63.1 million. And then The Chosen Season 4, episodes 4 through 6 drop around 48% from last weekend, a $1.86 million total. Its domestic total overall is now just under $8 million, and the final installment will be hitting theaters this upcoming week. Dropping out of the top 10 after 9 weeks, we have Anyone But You, Lisa Frankenstein, really given no room to grow or find an audience two weeks and out of the top 10, and then Land of Bad, which is a terrible title by the way, after one week is also out of the top 10. And when we look at the most theaters lost for this past weekend, you can see why Lisa Frankenstein dropped out of the top 10 because over half of its theaters dumped it after two weeks. 1,777 theaters said goodbye to Lisa Frankenstein. It's now in 1,366 theaters. Out of Darkness, which was a limited release, dropped 765 of its theaters. It's now in Only 800. Mean Girls lost another 622 theaters. It's now out of wide release and remains in 728 theaters. Argyle began shedding theaters at 587, although it still remains in 3,060 theaters. And then Anyone But You got rid of about 565 theaters, but it's still in 1,455 theaters. Looking at what I call the road to recovery, the red line there is the weekend box office average for the years 2021 through 2023. The blue line is the weekend box office average for the years 2015 through 2019, and the dotted black line is this year's box office. And you can see that we continue to be basically in lockstep with the average from post-pandemic times when the theaters were reopening. The highest grossing film for the 2021 to 2023 window was last year, the second weekend of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. The highest grossing film for the 2015 to 2019 window was the continued box office performance of Black Panther. And we'll see if Dune Part 2 can get that dotted line above the red line for the first time in a few weeks. Most of the time here on the show, we're sharing records for movies that are in the top 10, but there's one movie that's been in theaters since the summer that is still putting its mark in the box office record book, and that is Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer has never left theaters, that's why I have not listed it as closed here on the show, and it just passed the movie It to become the fifth highest grossing R-rated film domestically of all time. So there's still some noise to be made for Oppenheimer here. It's at $329 million, about $6 million behind Joker, which is in fourth place domestically. Then we have American Sniper at $350 million, Deadpool at $363 million and The Passion of the Christ at $370.7 million. But as we always like to do here on the show, especially when we're measuring things over a long period of time, I wanted to look at what the highest grossing R-rated films of all time were adjusted for inflation. And none of these movies are actually on that top five. The highest grossing R-rated film of all time adjusted for inflation is easily The Exorcist, with a domestic total of over $1.4 billion. That was a huge movie. The Godfather getting close to the billion dollar mark at $986.4 million. Then we have Blazing Saddles at just a hair under $750 million. Saturday Night Fever at $709.8 million. And then the only movie that wasn't released in the 1970s on this list, Beverly Hills Cop back from 1984 at $696.8 million. Movie going was in a much different place back in the 70s and 80s hurry into ram power days and experience the raw power of the ram 3500 with available best in class torque and towing among 350 3500 pickups when properly equipped strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the ram trx with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built or the ram 1500 awarded number one in driver appeal among light duty pickups by jd power three years in a row hurry into ram power days going on now for J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Let's take a look outside the domestic marketplace and look at the top five films internationally. And as has been the case the last few weeks, Chinese films continue to dominate this list as they extend their box office runs from the Chinese New Year Article 20 takes its turn at the number one spot at $39.2 million, followed by Pegasus 2 at $34.7 million. YOLO, which topped the Chinese New Year weekend box office, the first weekend box office, is in third place at $24.7 million. Then Boonie Bear's Time Twist at $21.9 million, and Demon Slayer to the Hashira Training at $17 million internationally, one of the rare weeks where no films from the American market are in the top five movies internationally. When you take those international numbers, you combine them with our domestic numbers, we get our top five films worldwide, and one American film was able to crack this top five. Article 20 remains at number one. It dropped 42.7% from last weekend with $39.2 million. Pegasus 2 drops 55.7% at $34.9 million. Then we have Demon Slayer To The Hashira Training, which made $28.5 million worldwide when you combine all of the grosses. Bob Marley Won Love, the sole American movie on this list. It dropped 50.6% from last weekend, but has a $28.4 million total, just behind Demon Slayer to the Hashira training. And in fifth place was YOLO, which had a 70% drop from last weekend at a $24.7 million weekend total. Let's take a look at this past weekend when it comes to per theater average. And in first place was a movie called Drugstore June, starring comedian and co-writer of the film Esther Povitsky. It brought in $9,332 per theater in two theaters. In second place is the film Nostalgia from director Andrei Tarkovsky. This movie was originally released back in 1983 and received a 4K restoration. It brought in $8,797 per theater in five theaters. Demon Slayer To The Hashira Training comes in third place, bringing in $5,901 per theater in 1,949 theaters. Then we have the Turkish film About Dry Grass bringing in $4,884 per theater in three theaters. This movie won the Best Actress Award at the Cannes Film Festival last year and was Turkey's official entry for Best International Film, although it did not get nominated at the Academy Awards. And in fifth place is Bob Marley, One Love, which brought in $3,742 per theater in each of its 3,597 theaters. Looking at the films in limited release, so these are movies in 1,000 theaters or fewer. At number one is Perfect Days, playing in 253 theaters, a big expansion for that film this weekend, at $648,000. Then we had the 2024 Oscar shorts, playing in 353 theaters, at $565,000. Les Miserables, the 2012 version, starring Hugh Jackman, got a re release in 162 theaters this past weekend and brought in just under $350,000. Then we had The Taste of Things in 865 theaters, which brought in $343,000 this past weekend. And then in fifth place in 384 theaters is Stop Motion, which brought in $340,000. Looking at the top grocers in limited release this year, this is all tickets sold since January 1st, regardless of when the movie actually was first released. American Fiction remains at number one at $8.9 million. That total was frozen when it moved into wide release. Then we have Poor Things at just over $8 million earned in limited release before it moved into wide release. Fighter is in third place at $7.4 million, followed by the Zone of Interest, which is almost over that $7 million barrier. Hanuman is in fifth place at $5.3 million, followed by Origin at $4.4 million, All of Us Strangers at $3.6 million, Gunter Karam at $2.6 million in eighth place, Queen Rock Montreal in ninth place at $2 million, and Out of Darkness at $1.9 million. Of course, so many of these movies that are in limited release are supported by the independent theaters that are scattered around the country, and I often like to take a moment here on the show and spotlight one of those theaters. And this week we're talking about the Avalon Atmospheric Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, built in the late 1920s and opened in 1929. The theater continuously operated for decades before closing in the early 2000s, but it was restored and reopened back in 2015 as the Avalon Atmospheric. It boasts two screens with the main theater simulating a night sky. Those are very pretty pictures. I'd like to see this theater someday. Madam Webb and Bob Marley One Love are both playing at the Avalon this week. With Dune Part 2 starting on Friday and Scott Pilgrim vs. The World having a special screening there on Wednesday. You can find out more at avalonmke.com. And if you do end up heading over there to see a movie, as always, tell them that Dan sent you. We've got a lot more box office to break down, but before we do, I want to take a moment to thank this week's sponsor. This video is brought to you by Rocket Money. Keeping track of your money is as important as ever, but it's also harder than ever. Have you ever seen a charge and said, what's that, or forgot to cancel that service that you don't use anymore before they charge you for another year? You can help solve all of those problems with Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. When I open Rocket Money, it lists all of my recurring fees and subscriptions broken down by category, and if something pops up that it doesn't recognize, Recognize the app asked me to put it in the right category so it knows how to track it. Rocket Money doesn't just track your money, they can also help you cancel those unwanted subscriptions, help to negotiate lower prices, and even try to get refunds for services that you don't want anymore. And it's all done with a super easy to use interface. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use, cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com Dan. That's rocketmoney.com Dan, rocketmoney.com Dan. All right, let's take a look at some of our yearly charts and we'll look first at the top 10 domestic grocers in 2024. These are movies released this year. Number one is Mean Girls at $72.1 million, but right behind it is Bob Marley One Love at $71.1 million. And really the question is, Will Bob Marley be able to make a million dollars ahead of Dune Part 2's opening? If Dune Part Two opens where some people are expecting it to, it could jump immediately into the number one spot. If it has a lower opening, then it may take a few more days to do that. But it's possible that Bob Marley One Love could become the highest grossing movie of 2024 domestically for just a day or two before Dune Part Two comes in and swipes that title away. Dropping to third place is The Beekeeper at $63.1 million. Argyle stays in fourth place at 41.6 million. Madam Web moves up one spot to number five at 35.3 million. Night Swim moves down to number six. The Chosen Season 4 episodes one through three is at number seven. Demon Slayer to the Hashira Training enters the chart at number eight. Lisa Frankenstein moves down to number nine. And The Chosen Season 4 episodes four through six Entered the top 10 of the year at $7.9 million. ISS and Fighter both getting dropped from the year's top 10 grocers domestically. When we look at 2024 domestically, as far as all tickets sold since January 1st, Wonka is at number one with $81.3 million. And it's very likely that come next week, Timothy Chalamet will have the number one and number two movies on this list. Mean Girls is in second place, followed by Bob Marley, One Love. Migration's in fourth. The Beekeeper is in fifth. Anyone But You is in sixth. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom stays in seventh. Argyle's in eighth. Madam Webb enters the chart at number nine. And Night Swim moves down one spot to number ten. The Boys in the Boat drops off this chart altogether. And finally, looking at the 2024 Worldwide box office, YOLO is at number one at $463.2 million, but Pegasus 2 is closing that gap at $433.2 million. We see this often in the Chinese box office, where one movie will come out really strong out of the gate, but the audiences over time will turn to another movie, which will then usurp that first film. In third place is Article 20 at $288.6 million, followed by Boonie Bear's Time Twist at $256.9 million, the Beekeeper is in fifth place at 149.6 million, followed by Bob Marley One Love, which is now broken 120 million dollars worldwide. Mean Girls drops down one spot to number seven at 103.5 million dollars. Then we have Argyle in eighth place, Madam Web in ninth, and Night Swim in tenth place. And a few people have asked why I list the Chinese films on the worldwide box office, given that many of them don't ever see a release in the United States or in any other country. And a lot of folks say, well, then it shouldn't be included. But I I disagree because even if the movies are only playing in China, that is still a significant part of the worldwide box office picture. And I don't think that I could tell as an analyst a complete story of the worldwide box office if I excluded or in some way set aside the films that were released in China. I've always said the only reason that I would ever do anything like that is if somebody came forward or there was some reason to believe that these numbers aren't real or that they can't be relied upon. So while I understand that, yes, it can be a little frustrating to see, especially early in the year, so many Chinese releases that never see a theater outside of China on this list, I still think it's an important part of telling the complete story of World Sentiment. Before we go, as always, I want to take a look at a weekend in box office history, and we are going back to the year 1997. Why 1997? Well, Dune Part 2 will be hitting theaters this upcoming weekend, and it was an inspiration behind one of the other great sci-fi slash fantasy sagas of all time, Star Wars. And on this weekend back in 1997, the second Star Wars film, The Empire Strikes Back, was number one at the box office with its special edition, It debuted to $21.9 million on its way to a $67.5 million final domestic gross. The special edition of the first Star Wars film, 1977 Star Wars, was in second place in its fourth week of release at just over $11 million for a running domestic total of $115.9 million. It ended up at $138.2 million for its entire run. In third place was the Clint Eastwood film Absolute Power in its second week of release at 38.6% drop from the weekend before and a total just over $9 million. Absolute Power would gross around $50 million domestically. In fourth place in its third week of release was Dante's Peak, what I believe to be easily the superior of the two 1997 Volcano films, and I will not hear any arguments on that point. $7.1 million in week three, a final domestic total of around $67.1 million. And in fifth place was Vegas Vacation, starring Chevy Chase and the gang, a 49% drop in its second weekend and a $6.5 million total. It ended up around $36.4 million domestically. Of course, we don't like to just leave those numbers sitting there. We wanna see what they would look like in today's dollars, which is why we hit that inflation button. And when we adjust this weekend for inflation, we see that the Empire Strikes Back opened at an adjusted total of around $42.2 million. That's pretty pretty. Pretty crazy considering that it is a re-release, but also not many people had ever been able to see the Star Wars films on the big screen, myself included. So there was a big draw there. Its final adjusted domestic total was at $129.8 million. The Star Wars Special Edition comes in at $21.1 million adjusted. Its final domestic total was $265.6 million. For context, I think that would have placed it as the sixth or seventh highest grossing film domestically in 2023. Absolute Power grossed $17.3 million in its second weekend. On its way to an adjusted total of $96.2 million. Dante's Peak was at $13.7 million adjusted with a $128.9 million domestic adjusted total. And Vegas Vacation in its second week is at $12.5 million adjusted for inflation on its way to a domestic total at right around $70 million. So That wraps up our look at this past weekend's box office, but I want to look a little bit ahead at this weekend because we have a couple of things that are hitting theaters. First of all, The Chosen Season 4 episodes 7 and 8 will open on Thursday, but the big release, of course, is Dune Part 2, which has gotten great reviews, including for me. You can see that here on the channel. And from the reaction of the preview audience that I saw it with on Sunday, I think that this could potentially be a big hit with general audiences as well. So let's set the table a little bit for some of the records that Dune Part Two might have in its sights. First of all, we have the top five openings for star Timothy Chalamet, and if the film opens where many people are expecting it to, this should be his highest grossing film ever. Right now, his highest opener is Interstellar, in which he was a supporting cast member at $47.5 million then we had the first dune back in 2021 which remember was also a day and date streaming release on hbo max it still made 41 million dollars back in october 2021 then we had wonka just a couple months ago at 39 million dollars little women back in 2019 at 16.7 million and then love the coopers back in 2015 at 8.3 million this should also mark the highest wide opening weekend for director Denis Villeneuve. His highest grossing film right now is Dune back in 2021 at $41 million. Then we had Blade Runner 2049 in 2017 at $32.7 million. Arrival in 2016 at $24 million. Prisoners back in 2013 at $20.8 million. And then the wide opening weekend of Sicario in 2015 at $12.1 million. It had played in limited release for a couple of weekends before this. And like, look at these five movies. I mean, if you were going to have a five movie marathon, could you pick five better movies than this? Denis Villeneuve is really one of the best directors working right now. Another thing that Dune should capture easily is the best three-day opening weekend of the year. Right now, that belongs to Bob Marley, One Love, which opened earlier this month to $28.6 million. Keep in mind, that movie also opened on a Wednesday. That number would have been higher if it had opened on Friday. Mean Girls was right behind at $28.63 million to Bob Marley's $28.65 million back in January. Argyle right now is the third best opening of the year at $17.4 million, followed by The Beekeeper at $16.5 million and Madam Webb which also opened on a Wednesday at 15.3 million. This really just kind of shows you what a Bad year for the box office it's been so far, because only two of these movies, really, and maybe The Beekeeper, could even be considered hits. And then finally, let's look at the top 10 March openings domestically, which is also where I think Dune 2 aspires to land. The biggest opening on the record books for March is Beauty and the Beast back in 2017. It opened to $174.7 million. That's its opening weekend. That's still crazy to me. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice in 2016 comes in second place at $166 million. Then we have 2019's Captain Marvel at $153.4 million. 2012's The Hunger Games at $152.5 million. The Batman from a couple years ago at $134 million. 2010's Alice in Wonderland at 116.1 million. And then we have the area right now where I think Dune Part 2 is aiming for. We have Logan back in 2017 at 88.4 million. Oz the Great and Powerful back in 2013. When's the last time anyone even talked about that movie? At 79.1 million, Zootopia in 2016 at 75 million, and last year's John Wick Chapter 4 at 73.8 million dollars. A lot of the projections are saying maybe around 60 to 70 to 80 million dollars for Dune Part 2. Honestly, I would take the over on that because I just think that people are gonna enjoy this movie. Now it is long, so that could cut down on some of the showings, but it's also gonna be one of those movies that I think a lot of people buy that premium experience for, that IMAX experience, which I think it's worth it, by the way, to see it in that bigger format, even though it's a bit more expensive. So 80 million-ish is where people are thinking, I would take the over on that, but there's been so many movies, especially in the sci-fi area, that I have thought were incredible and then have completely underperformed. So I'm going to be anxious to see what Dune Part 2 does this upcoming weekend. I still think it's one of the better movies that I've seen in a while. I'm going to have a spoiler review for Dune Part 2 right here on the channel later this week, probably on Friday, because I feel like a lot of people are going to go on Thursday night, so stay tuned for that. And stay tuned right here for Charts with Dan next week, where we look at where Dune Part 2 falls on a lot of these charts, as well as any other crazy numbers that I decide to talk about. You know how it is here on the channel. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to hit that like button, to share, to subscribe, to hit the bell that notifies you when I upload a video. All of that stuff helps this channel grow. Thank you for spending part of your day here with me. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring the video. Check out the description for more info about them. And until next time, stay safe. Bye.